just for, to put things in pers perspective, um, in in the U.S., we we average about 14 maternal deaths every 100,000 births. Um, Kenya, on the other hand, has 300 and about 325 deaths for every 100,000 births. So we're here to check in with Steve James, the founder of KenyaRelief.org, to see how they're doing since we last spoke. Now, if you didn't catch a previous episode, I'll bring you up to speed real quick. Steve began Kenya Relief over 20 years ago when his daughter, Brittany, decided to sponsor a young boy named Newton who lived out in Kenya. Upon Brittany's unexpected passing at only the age of 19, Steve set sail to meet the young boy out in Kenya, who, along with witnessing the conditions in Kenya during his visit, would both help inspire Steve to start Kenya Relief. Now fast forward to today. The organization now consists of a full-time orphanage called Brittany's Home of Grace, an on-site school called Kenya Relief Academy, a multitude of different medical and surgery teams working on Kenyans that are in urgent need of healthcare services, and they even do much more than that. So if you want a glimpse into seeing the best side of humanity, take a listen. And let's do it. Too many days in the darkness Without a glimpse of the light Running tired and broken and scared But I swear I'll never give up the fight I see you broken and beat Head pulled down over your eyes Every part of you wants to surrender Darling, you were meant to survive Steve, it's great to have you and the Kenya Relief team back. I know the last time I said, uh, you know, we'll see you down the road, and we are now down the road. <laughs> how's uh, how's everything we sure going? Are. <laughs> well, it's uh, going great. I'm here in Kenya right now uh, with the team, and uh, we're getting a lot accomplished, uh, you know, preparing for the upcoming 24 teams, surgical teams that will be visiting Kenya this year. And we're reviewing um, our, you know, our groundbreaking started uh, July 12th for our neonatal um, child hospital, mother's oh, child hospital. Yeah, yeah, it's going full blast. It's moving a lot faster than we anticipated, but we're here on the ground um, preparing all the things that necessary. I love yeah. that you're building a hospital. Saving mothers and children's lives. Mm -hmm. I yes. love that. You're doing, you're starting off 2023, right? Well, you know, we just, uh, I just love new, a new year, a new start, you know, a time to do things better uh, and help more people. And this has been a dream of ours for a long time. That's great. That's, that's great to hear. And to put in the, put in the perspective too, Um, I mean, you, you're right now, it's about, pushing 3 p.m. I think by you right it's 6 30 a.m. by me we're doing this um podcast to give people a little bit of insight and I was thinking about this I was like Steve Steve's commute 
over to Kenya because Kenya's like really your real true office. I was like, that is that is definitely a commute from Kenya to the U.S. How many times a year do you uh, do you uh, head out there? About I, I I do about five trips. You know, I have twenty four teams that come from the U.S. every year, but I come here, you know, at various times to support those teams or do all the admin things that are required. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about the the hospital? Because I think that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, from the last show, you pro- um, remember uh, the the scope of our work is it's pretty comprehensive in providing care for surgical care for a number of different specialties, and 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 you know we have 168 children in our orphanage, our children's home, and then we have almost 800 now in our school. But one of the dreams that we've had uh, was, um, and, and it's really because for the last 20 years I've been coming, women, uh, families come to the clinic and they always have the same question. You know, and that's when are you gonna help? Uh, when are you gonna build a place where we can safely have our babies? And uh, that's always been a burden of mine. Um, you know, when you, just for, to put things in pers- perspective, uh, in in the U.S., we we average about 14 maternal deaths every hundred thousand births. Um, Kenya, on the other hand, has 300 and about 325 deaths for every hundred thousand births. Oh wow! Um, and then when you go to Magori, where we're at, the county, we have one of the highest in the country of 44 million people, and it's twice that many women die giving birth and the numbers for the number the babies that die is uh you don't even want to hear that it's it's um, it's 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 unbelievable and most of those deaths are preventable so yeah uh breaking ground uh on july 12th since since i've seen you we've we're already starting we've finished our foundation we're starting work on the ground floor it's a 67 bed facility um, we have we have partners in Kenya, and we have partners in the U.S. Um, that have pledged and already collecting more than two million dollars worth of medical equipment for the facility. Um, so we're in the process of, you know, building the facility, making sure that all the details are right, that it's user friendly for the clinicians. Um, it's just a whole lot of work in opening a hospital in in a way that it. Um, you know, as a sustainable system. Did you ever imagine when you were, when you were younger, just thinking that one day you would be, you would be building a hospital? No, no. You know, I, it was quite an achievement for me just to, to, for that, the beautiful career that I had in, you know, becoming an anesthetist and, and really having 30 years of a very, um, uh, it, my career was um, very, very, I cherished it. Never did I thought that I would leave the country and be 8,000 miles from home working in a place that um, had so many challenges. But I, you know, I counted uh, a blessing to, to be able to not only get, give back to humanity myself, but, but really be more of a um, an advocate for people here who need a voice. So, you know, that's why I'm proud to say we brought 5,000 Americans in the last 
20 years that ha- wow. that feel like I do, you know, that they're looking for more purpose in their life. They're looking for a way to give back. Um, and, and, you know, sub-Saharan Africa is one of the neediest places on the planet. So we've, we're in full blast. We are serious about this. Um, and I'm so glad to speak to the people that are, hear this hear this podcast. You know, it's uh, I do I do believe in divine appointments that mm. you know moments like this are meant to be heard. And those who do, uh, you know, maybe they can get involved with us. You know, it, um, there's so many needs that we have. You know, to equip, to train. Um, you know, we the supply chain that we need to care for so many birthing mothers and babies. Uh, it's uh, it's a very di- big task, and it requires a community of people. Yeah, the logistics alone, I can only um, imagine with the supplies, the medical equipment. I mean, you, I mean that goes along with setting up a hospital. I mean, I think the toughest uh, the the toughest institution to build would be a hospital. You know, because yeah. you just you have to think of so many things to make things convenient. Because once it's built, it's set up, and I mean, you want to have it as convenient as possible for the doctors to be able to work for um, the patients to move around easily to get supplies through. Uh, so, you know, some, you, you would chat yeah. about the challenges, uh, of what Kenyans face out there, especially with giving birth. Why, why do you think that is, is it just complete lack of, of healthcare that they have out there, which is why those, those rates are so different from the U S well, well, there's several things, um, you know, supply chains very important you know and the the countries some of the emerging countries like kenya which is actually you know changing and growing um they still are in state of being um of low resources and um you know and and the technology that's needed not only the technology but the the upkeep of technology and the, the specialization that's needed um you know, Kenyans uh, are hardworking people, and they they do the best they can. But uh, there's a lack of healthcare workers. Um, there's often a lack of you know advanced levels of training they require. But it it does boil down to a lot of very simple things that can be corrected. Um, and you know, those are the sort of things that can be implemented fairly easily um, to prevent um, when 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 a routine what should be a routine uh, problem during a birth uh, is not um, adequately um, um, corrected because maybe they don't have um, the proper suction machines. Maybe they don't have um, the resuscitation equipment that often is just needed temporarily. So, so getting the right equipment, um, providing some additional training, and building a facility that is uh, works in that environment, you know they still they still are a, a growing um, it's a growing country, and um, so much of it is remote. Uh, people still a large percentage live in, under the in poverty. So yeah. you know if you're preg- pregnant and need to be at a hospital, but there's no transport, um, you know you may have a bicycle or a motorcycle, a woman's in labor. Um, so th- there's just a host of, of difficulties. Um, you know, that's interesting. We're in a you, position now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting you bring that up too, because uh, a lot of those 
um, conveniences that we we take for granted where, you know, you may live 15, 20 minutes from a hospital. So you're planning like, okay, if I'm, mm-hmm. if, if my water breaks or if I, I'm about to give birth, I, you know, you get in the car and go. But in Kenya, I mean, even if you're five mm-hmm. miles from a hospital, if, if you're just, if you're in the beginning stages of labor, I mean, you, you don't have a car. I mean, you're going to take a bike. I mean, it's just like, what do you, what are the, what are the options? So, I mean, I guess the more you explain it, it kind of makes more sense um, as to, to why because that's just such an inconvenience that can turn pretty pretty deadly just being in those circumstances yeah yeah you know if you're if you're blessed to have money or if you know and blessed in a good location maybe you're in a metropolitan area you're more likely to get you have those lower um, complication rates death rates rather but when you get into a rural community um, it's very hard um, when the incomes are so low. Um, hospitals, government hospitals, uh, try their best, but they're strained. They don't, you know, we're, we're spending more than $10,000, the highest in the world, on healthcare. And, you know, Kenya's don't, Kenya and in many low and middle income countries don't compare. So they don't have the ability, they don't have the economy's not strong enough for them to supply some of the basics that are needed Mm. um so it's a challenge but it's one that requires um uh, collaboration partnership between uh, governments um private hospitals and faith-based hospitals and that's something we strive to engage is is bringing people together to tackle these huge problems but we need a lot of help i tell you the the um you don't have to be a clinician to, to save a baby or a child, a mother's life. You know, you, you can't run a hospital without engineers, without biomedical engineers, electrical engineers, um, social workers, counselors. Um, so many different specialties are needed. A lot of people think all we need is doctors and nurses, but we need a host of, of specialties, you know, that where people can go and serve. Or, or volunteers, you know, to help us with the knowledge they have. Um, we're also short on funds. You know, we've been very successful in raising almost about 70% of what we need to complete this project. Um, we, we hope to have it done. Our timeline is the first of the year. Um, but okay. we are looking for partners who, you know, would like to contribute to that legacy. You know, no mother or child should die giving birth it's just you know that's uh and it's just um catastrophic um what we see here locally we see these women um because we know them in the community that that lose a baby or the mother dies and you know this is the probably one of the biggest projects we've ever done one of the most important ones and so it's it's a great um, that you care about something like this, Daniel, and that you allow us to share our story. Oh, absolutely. This is, uh, I, I love this. This is the reason, I mean, I, I, you know, started the podcast to speak with, with people like you that are uh, across the world right now, building a hospital for, for, you know, people that are in, in very challenging circumstances and life-threatening circumstances. I mean, this is, this is this is everything. I mean, I I love this, Steve. I love this. I love listening to this. I love chatting with you about this because it's. I mean, you're literally changing 
changing people's lives where, I mean, you're, especially in Kenya, you're like changing history there a little bit too. I mean, you're, I can only imagine how many lives you have saved while being, while being out there that you probably can't even do a, a full metric on. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's amazing stuff. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's wonderful that you have these kind of shows. It's so easy for, and I was, and I put myself in the same shoes. It was a tragedy that brought me to this point, but you know, now I, like I said, I'm an advocate for people who need a voice and it is just so awesome that I have a chance to do this. And, uh, um, you know, uh, it just, I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, I, I, you, you, you certainly have that, that sense of purpose, which I, I think is, uh, is awesome. I mean, you have that sense of purpose. You're out there, you're, you're doing all this great work. You're just, you're so modest too. I mean, you're, you're building a hospital for other human beings, you know, I mean that, that, uh, I mean, there's only a very few set of people in this, in this world who can, who can say that, especially you're doing it overseas. I mean, you're building a hospital overseas. Yeah. I mean, that's usually just that the only people who have ever done that in the history of this country are the, the military, you know, that's the military that builds these things yeah. for their own bases. And so, and you're doing it privately, you know, on your own through, through donations. And, you know, I just, I, I would love if mm -hmm. anybody can, can, can check you guys out and, and either, you know, look into these volunteer options or, or donations. I mean, I, you already have, uh, I heard that the, the school is, I would love to hear a little bit about this too, that your school is doing, uh, doing very well. Yeah, we started that. We started the school um, there again. The public schools they they have they have great leadership and you know and and good programs, but they're resource poor. And um, mm. you know we had children in our children's home that we're responsible for orphans and vulnerable children that you know had a lot of catching up to do because they weren't in school because they lost their parents. And you know we felt the need to start our own school so we could have you know, be a little easier to manage and direct. And so, you know, it's been 2013, we opened the school. Little did we know it would be so uh, like a magnet for people in the community who want their kids to get a good education. So we've come a long way. We, you know, now we've got almost 800 students. Um, we're looking now at, at one of the things we did on this trip is look forward over the next two years. What was our plan? You know, we have up to, we, we, we've got a, started a junior secondary school, and so we need to continue that and tier our children all the way through high school. Um, so we've got 60 acres of land. Um, you know, we need help with, with that. We have a teacher's team that comes every year that we recruit teachers. But, you know, someone that, that cares about education, um, we, we're doing very well. We scored the highest in the county of 1 million people, we already scored, tested the highest. So our children are doing well. Many of them are in university placement already. Some are going to vocational school. Oh, it's awesome. You, you know, every, every family knows that the, uh, their child is not gonna, they have the same desires too, by the way. Parents are no different anywhere around the world. They want their children to do well. And you can't pull yourself out of these uh, poverty situations without an education so we're proud that we can offer that for our children and and others in the community it's a beautiful campus too 
um, gosh, I, you meant, you said people could learn more about our website at our website. They can, they can go on there. There's, we have a YouTube channel, Can You Relief? And then our website is just full of information, you know, for educators, for clinicians, um, for people who want to know more. Um, it's there and, and we invite people to go and explore and there's contact information there as well. We this talked about the school. Um, we just added a, uh, s several subjects. We built we're building a music, a music uh, classroom now and a drama classroom and a, our first science lab. And I was able at, this week to see it under construction. So um, yeah, the the future is very bright. Um, but we uh, and so we look forward to filling that 60 acres with um, the kind of facilities that care for the community's needs. Oh, I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear, hear about that too down the road again. And we'll have to do, we'll have to do a lot of check-ins each year, man. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I, I had yeah. a, uh, I had a question cause I, um, I was following um, Eastern Africa through the drought last year where um, I put on my mm -hmm. new show too, that there was, over 200 elephants that died last year between February and November out there be just because of the, the droughts. Um, and I was wondering, were you guys affected by that at all? Because I heard it was like the worst drought in the last 40 years out there. Well, it, it's been that way for several years um, mm -hmm. here in Kenya. You know, 80% of the country is arid. and um, But we happen to be okay. in uh, the part where they, they grow bananas and mangoes and pineapples and coffee and tea and it's a you know it's fertile and they have a rainfall but most of the country right now is struggling i mean their their animals are dying and the government is struggling to provide for them there's other non there's nonprofit organizations that are in you know in those those areas but um it's it, it's a it's a tragic situation you know people are starving there in those areas and they're losing their their herds you know, they're pastoralists, they have cattle and they have goats and further north, they have camels. And, you know, I see it in the paper every day here. I don't get to, I, I don't travel up there, but uh, yeah, it's a crisis. Yeah. Cause I was, I was thinking, you know, I mean, if, if 200, if over 200 elephants died from, from uh, the drought alone, I can only imagine the, uh, you know, people and especially you bring up the herd. I mean, once you lose them, I mean, it's it's you know that's your yeah. livelihood that's a huge financial investment just to to get another one if you if you can afford it and then you know i mean you, you hit it you hit one more season that's similar and i i can only imagine the the sheer challenge of um yeah of, of living in those conditions well you know there's so many needs and i wish i wish our organization was in a position to do more in further areas out in the country like that but you know, our plate is really full. The healthcare needs here are not even describable. You know, I got, yesterday I, I got some images from a, a good Samaritan and a man, an 86-year-old man had a tumor the size of two cantaloupes off the side of his head. Oh, wow. You know, and he's had that for 10, for 10 years um, because, number one, he, he does in the, the local hospitals that he has access to don't have the specialization to remove that um he's dirt poor you know we tried to see if we could maybe help him but he's 86 and you know we don't have an icu 
yet. So mm. there's some cases we just can't do. You know, in in the near future, with these completions of these facilities, we'll be able to provide comprehensive care. And and but uh, you know, a hospital here can't. Um, they can't. They don't have the resources to provide the level of care that's needed. Some of the rural hospitals. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many ways to make a difference. There is, there is. But Steve, yeah. I want I I want you to really nail too. I mean, it's it's very easy to kind of look at how much you know more you could do, more you can do. But really, I mean, you're uh, for for everybody listening to that's listening. I mean, I'm sure they feel the same way that I do. That I mean, I mean, you're building schools, hospitals, you're you're educating. I mean, you are literally building a a, a sustainable society out there, brick by brick. And I uh, I mean, really, you should you should have your have yeah. your head high. 24 7 because uh you're mm-hmm. you know i mean you're you're saving lives man um don't you know i don't want you to lose mm-hmm. sight of that i know it's you know you want to um <laughs> but you will you will i mean that, that 60 acres you said too yeah. i mean it's just it's it's brick by brick yeah yeah and i'd encourage people out there you know you, you think that what the, the world is is so far away and it's not our problem and or it's not anything that you can do about it but that is so far from the truth you know the world is is closer than you think and you know sometimes uh, when I look at my life God prepared me through a lot of ups and downs through my education through some serious hardships um, through blessings he's prepared me uniquely to do something that that maybe no one else could actually do and I believe he wants to work that way in everyone's life. You know, he puts you through all these circumstances and things and, and he equips you for great things. And so uh, Africa is not a place to fear. You know, it's, uh, I bring my family here. I bring my, my granddaughter here. And, you know, you only live once and, you know, make the best of it. You know, be brave and courageous and do your homework. Look, look really hard at the organization you volunteer with or you donate your money to. Look hard and, and, and make a good decision. And I hope Kenya Relief is, is one of those opportunities that may be in your mind because we don't waste our money. We don't, we don't, we don't, uh, we focus on our purpose and we try and be good, good stewards of the money and the blessings and the talents that we have. Yeah. No, I mean, I could, and it, and it shows, I mean, it, it, it really, it really does show. I can't, I, when, when is the hospital set to uh, potentially open? Well, we're, we feel like it'll be, the building will be completed. We've got a lot of HR work to do. We've got a business plan to complete. We've got a, you know, hopefully we can find the money for a building endowment. So it'll continue on. Um, but uh, we hope to be uh, cut the ribbon by the end of the year. Oh wow, wow, good. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I <laughs> yeah. that makes me so happy to hear, Steve. That's awesome. I can't wait to. Yeah. I, I can't wait to hear about it. But um, one one thing I I'd love to um kind of touch base with you on too before we wrap up is uh, how is Newton doing? Yeah, Newton's there. I just saw him. I left. You know, we we t- we're on safari right now. We took I take the teams on safari for for two nights. Yeah, your, your so I just got to seeing cheetahs and lions and and you name it, it was awesome. But Newton is doing well. He's there. He was he's part of our our hospitality team. He's he's a chef, 
and uh, he he seems to be happy. Um, everyone loves to meet him when they come. He's he's a young man now. Um, yeah. But there again, those are one of those things. Never would I have thought when I saw that three-year-old picture that my daughter got in the mail after she signed up to support him that I'd ever meet him and, you know, employ him mm-hmm. and take care of his family. You know, his mother's a farmer and, you know, buy him a cow, you know, give him some seeds, um, help him to take care of themselves. And it's been a joy. It's been some great, great memories in my life because of all this connection. Oh, that's great to hear. I'm glad to hear he's, uh, he's doing good and he's, he's, uh, you know, learn, learn the mm-hmm. skill. He's, he's probably a master chef by now. He's been doing it for uh, a little bit now. I'd love, uh, I love to, I love to hear that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Daniel. And I hope we get to do this again sometime. And next time I can tell you that, you know, about all the babies and all the mamas that went home, um, like every mother and child should Yes. Thank no, you. no, absolutely. Steven. Um, you know, to, to read off our, our last podcast too, we had a couple of, uh, beautiful comments. I'm not sure if you read, I wanted to let everyone know too, that, uh, on our, on the YouTube channel on our podcast, Maggie Suya said, thank you for all the work you do to my people. All you say is true. I mm-hmm. almost joined the team this year, but I got sick from, from COVID and, um, and ended up getting a little sick. May God mm. bless this organization as it makes a difference on the disadvantaged. And then the, uh, the second comment was from Valentin O'Leary, an amazing organization. I cannot wait to take part in this endeavor, giving back to my home town. So, uh, Steve, thank listen, you. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. Hey, Hey, let me add one, one thing. I didn't realize this, but she's on my team today. Is that she? girl, I didn't know her from, I did not know Valentine from Adam at that time. And she called me three weeks ago and I, I talked her into coming to Kenya. So that she comment, went back. <laughs> that Magori, three weeks old. Magori, Magori is in her. It is her community that we serve. Oh, and she was so thrilled. I met her parents. Um, so, wow. All you Kenyans out there that hear this, there's a place for you to give back with Kenya Relief. Yes. We created a place. So you come, come on. Yeah, get over there. Stop waiting okay. around. Don't be shy. Steve's an awesome guy. It's an awesome organization. And to give back to your community, I can guarantee you, you will not regret it. And it, you will feel so purposeful in your life. Um, that is awesome stuff. Valentine. <laughs> thank you for the right. comment. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was just with her when we saw the cheetahs and the lions while ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, so well, God funny. bless you, Daniel. Yes, thank you, Steve. We start